Welcome to the Dating Kinky Podcast, a cast about love, sex, romance, and kink. Lies. I can't begin to say in one podcast everything I have to say about lies. They are both fascinating and abhorrent to me. In February 2018, I wrote about how I feel that lies, even teeny tiny little white lies, remove consent and add complications to relationships, and why I don't use them myself. I had a lot of disagreement. In fact, I usually get a lot of pushback when it comes to lies. People feel very protective of their justifications. And that's okay. People can lie however much they want. I just know that if they think lying is okay, they are not a good fit for a relationship with me. Not suggesting they would want that, just generally speaking. Today, I'll share the Throwback Thursday writing and some of the comments and replies that resulted. Lies, damned lies, and consent. I suggest this. Little white lies are anything but... Every lie is a damned lie, and every lie creates a violation of consent. Here is my reasoning. Let's take a very small thing, not the obvious lie of cheating or something like that. Do these jeans make my ass look fat? You answer, they look awesome on you, even though they are not flattering to them at all. They beam and buy the jeans. Then they wear them, a lot, and you don't find them flattering. In fact, if you're gonna be honest with yourself, they're a bit of a turnoff, but you don't want to hurt their feelings. So here's how I see this lie affecting you and your relationship. Every time they wear those jeans, you are consciously or otherwise reminded of that fib. You are not as attracted to them in those jeans versus other garments, And your actions adjust accordingly, pushing your affections further apart, at least for that time period. If they subsequently found out that you hated the jeans after they thought you loved them for so long, they would be embarrassed and devastated, possibly even feel betrayed. Consent is permission for something to happen or agreement to do something. By lying, you remove your partner's ability to consent to what is actually happening and you allow them to only consent based on the lies you've given them. So in the case of something more serious, like lying about who you might have had unprotected sex with, the example becomes more clear. I'm sure there are other effects as well, but I wanted to give an easy example. Every lie changes the path of your relationship inalterably. Even an apology or a fix only puts you back on course. It doesn't erase the error. Every lie. All of them, no matter how small you think they are. This is my hypothesis. What are your thoughts? Do you have any situations in which you believe a lie within a relationship causes good? Here are some of the responses and conversations from February 2018. Misbehaving Jay said, what I have learned in my 40 years is that the truth can hurt but the lie can devastate. Lumpy 713 quoted George Carlin. People value your honesty until you're honest with them. Then you're an asshole. 
I'll also share a few of the conversations I had in the comments with you, quoting someone and my replies to dig a bit deeper into the topic. Mad as Sin said, Might I challenge the use of the word lie in this context? Telling someone they look good in a pair of jeans can be a few things. An opinion, backing the person wearing the jeans, perhaps even having a neutral opinion about clothing in general. Willfulness intended for harm is a huge factor to consider in this scenario. My response. Okay, so to lie is to speak falsely or utter untruth knowingly as with intent to deceive. Let's look at your examples. If someone asks you how they look in jeans, you form an opinion. If you actually state that opinion accurately, yes, it is just an opinion. As soon as you share an inaccurate version of that opinion, it becomes a lie. Backing the person wearing the jeans. Did you read the post? What about lying to someone about how they look in a pair of jeans is backing them? Is that real friendship? I say no. Real backing is saying, I don't like those jeans on you. You normally look so amazing, but those do nothing to flatter your body. Or whatever you think is true. If you have a neutral opinion about clothing, just say so. You don't have to have a positive or negative reply. Simply say, ah, I really have no opinion on those. That said, if you've offered opinions on their dress before, then that's hitting dangerously close to a lie. Only you can know whether you really have no opinion. I continue to respond to Matt as Sin's points. We all need to have personal self-confidence in our bodies, so perhaps the question, are these genes flattering to my body structure, i.e., does it create focus on my ass, belly, anything you are sensitive to, and is that offensive to you, can almost seem like a setup or a challenge against the person you're asking unless you already have a healthy trust or understanding in place between you. Yes, that's true. And yet, if you lie to them to make them feel better with such a challenge, you have just rewarded that behavior and have created a covert contract between you. They can ask questions that can make you lie. Does that sound healthy? Then they said, to out and out deny having unprotected sex with a second partner, well, that is reprehensible. That is lying. To hide it until it is challenged is lying. To suggest it was a mistake is an attempt to cover up guilt and the perpetrator must still come to the place of ownership to the action. But to say someone was lying about the way you look in a pair of jeans and that you can then turn your butthurt insecurities on a blame game towards them, that is the individual's personal issues in my humble opinion. Ah, I see. So you lie so you don't have to actually deal with others' insecurities. Fair enough. That's your choice. Personally, that is as far away from backing the person, though, as I think you can get. In fact, it's potentially making them less by simultaneously treating them as a child who cannot handle the truth from you and as someone not worth really putting the effort into engaging on an authentic level with, in my humble opinion. In another conversation with safe, sane, and sexy, they said, if one or both members of the relationship are not at that level of maturity, that honest difference of opinion can be construed as a character attack, or worse yet, an identity attack. I said, 
This sounds like a relationship issue, not an honesty issue. Are you having relationships with people who cannot handle your truths? Why? They continued. Responding with, no, your fat ass makes your ass look fat, or yes, but it's not the genes, or maybe something baggy is not going to yield a positive result. If that's how I felt about someone, I'd not be in a relationship with them because that's just mean talk in my head and it points to not loving them for who they are. Why is... Those are really unflattering jeans. I've seen you wear things that make you look stunning, and those are on the opposite end of the spectrum. A worse response than a lie. They then made the point, the question itself is one part fashion critique and one part tell me I'm not fat. So you're getting somewhere here. In my relationships, I will address both. From the perspective of a woman with hips, generous hips even, I do want to know whether something is flattering to my partners or from behind when I don't have a 360 mirror handy. I hope they will tell me. If they think I'm gaining too much weight, I want them to tell me. That said, I choose my partners based on what I love in a person and I love them for who they are. I hold them to the same standards. If they don't like my fat ass or my curves or my slenderness when I'm smaller, They need to find themselves a partner who will satisfy their visual physical needs. They added, there is nothing wrong with honest compliments for desirable traits, but when questions like this are posed, the partner is often left with a feel-good lie or a feel-bad truth. So what I'm hearing is that you're assuming that you don't find your partner attractive. I find that sad. And finally, they said, say what you want for honesty, but no relationship lasts long when feel-bad truths are regularly exchanged, whether they are honest or not. Then you're the asshole. I've not found that to be true, and I'm guessing the amazing people around me have not either, or they could remove themselves from my presence. In fact, one reason I think the people who love me do is because I can be counted on to tell the truth and not lie to make things easier or to save myself effort. Just another view. The famous droid of FetLife, who I won't name since I ended up blocking them a while back, and I had an interesting conversation I'll share. They said, It is also a very large act of self-hubris to assume that in any given situation one actually knows the truth. Ah, but saying something that is untrue is only a lie if you know it to be untrue. Their example was, If a kink partner struggles to achieve orgasm during an act of willful kinky sex and is actually unsure if she has had one, what should she tell her partner? Um, exactly that. And then they went on. Is expressing a yes or a no a lie and therefore a consent violation when the answer is actually unknown? Uh, I would say so. Do you want to believe that you've been pleasing your partner for years only to find out that she doesn't really know if you've been pleasing her, but she didn't want to hurt your feelings? To me, that removes your personal agency to accept her for exactly who she is and love that person, to search for other ways to please her that might make her know for sure, to help her get help if she wants to, 
or to leave if you choose so you can both find more fulfilling partners. So yeah, I would say that that certainly violates consent. You may disagree. That's why I love these conversations. So all in all, that's my theory on how even a teeny tiny little white lie can actually violate consent and add a whole shit ton of complications to a relationship that are probably never really considered. Thank you for joining me today. If you love this episode, please share it with others who would enjoy it. And please do join me on our new apps available in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. Dating Kinky, it's built by Kinksters for Kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Find me on FetLife as Nookie Notes and on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Medium as Dating Kinky. We are on Instagram as Dating Kinky Official, all one word. Also, find me on the new Moan app in beta for iPhone. I'm Miss Nookie there. T-H-E-M-O-N-A-P-P dot com. Have a kinky day, and I'll catch you next episode.